Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you, as always, by Solero Commerce. You know the name, you know the drill. They've been with us since the very beginning, and they got some great new technology coming through. So if you want a small business that accepts debit or credit cards, you got to check them out. Contact Evan Orvath or get in touch with one of us, and we'll get you a free second opinion on your current merchant service provider. Brad Keselowski is going to be showing the Black Flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pull hair, so. Maggie forgets that if they changed the rules and took the champion's provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years, so. Uh... Occasional alcohol consumption. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we had some out we beat him so it's all good uh, yeah all right well uh back on the show here returning guests we have uh our cor- connecticut correspondent uh for the black flag podcast uh his favorite term is uh calling places a racy joint uh this is sean foster again what's up pal oh you guys actually introduced me this time that's cool <laughs> i remember last time you guys just asked me a question and I was like, are these guys going to introduce me or do I just start talking? I oh, you, did, you figured it out eventually, though, I feel. Yeah, right? yeah we got it. Was so, that how the last what's... episode went? I feel like it wasn't. So so for those who don't know, we are recording uh, virtually. And, and it's usually Charlie and I are sitting next to one another and then recording with a guest if we do a Zoom, which is very easy. But now Charlie is upstairs because one of the two of us has tested positive for the coronavirus and the other one... <laughs> probably has it but hasn't tested positive so we are now socially distancing so we all we all three are on screen so this this might be a weird episode that being said we all feel fine yeah doesn't really seem worthy of like shutting everything like the, the stores and everything down but i i feel fine are we keeping it a mystery as to who has the ronies uh no i i definitely have the ronies <laughs> <laughs> the only the only symptom that I've had all day today is that I felt like I needed to sneeze for about an hour and I couldn't sneeze. I was literally standing up staring at a light and I couldn't sneeze and I was like, oh, so this is what the coronavirus is. All right. So, <laughs> I mean, whatever. Yeah, it is what it is, right? Uh, yeah, so, so, so yeah. So that being said, since the last time you've been on the show, I think we've done some stuff. We we Facetimed you once, I think. Uh, so for those that don't know, and uh, for us, what have, what have you been up to? What's what's the plan for 2021? We doing race car things, or what are we doing, pal? Yeah, we're gonna do some race car things. Actually, today I was working on my calendar of events, which is right underneath my computer. I just swiveled it so you could see. Oh. Um, the last episode, you guys were talking about your have to see, must see events. Yes. So I started thinking of that, and I have my own must-see events. That includes uh, Chili Bowl, which I'm not going to go this year. I'll go next year, though. Uh, I haven't seen, I haven't done the snowballing yet, and I've never, <laughs> I've never done PRI. And uh, Bowman Gray. Have you guys been to Bowman Gray? I, I, I've been to Bowman Gray. Like, just was there in the parking lot and saw the facility. That's about it. I've I've never actually I've like been to been Bowman to Gray. Then, I've I've also been to Bowman Gray's parking lot and looked at the vicinity. <laughs> yeah, that's that's about all I've done. Uh, it's a very it's in a very weird spot. It's in like literally downtown. It's kind of it's kind of wild, honestly. But uh, yeah, no, I'd be down to go to a, a trip down to Bowman Gray. See what yeah, happens. well, why don't you guys have that on your must see for two thousand twenty one? Because if COVID isn't a thing in the next few months, 
uh, I'm actually going to be probably NASCAR more than I was. COVID's practically gone, so, you know. Right, right. yeah, it's only in my basement. So. I don't think anyone has. Uh, hey, have some respect. It's also in the computer room. You just <laughs> can't test positive. You don't get tested. That's, that's right. You get it. So the base, what's in the basement other than, other than sick Brad? Is it like a, like a, is that the hangout room where you guys all touch? Yeah. It's the compound. It's a, it's a disaster right now, but we record shit over there when there's okay. a bunch of stuff stuffed on the table. We there's have a bunch of trophies there. They, a lot of them look small. So are those like second, third place, fourth? Yeah, those are those are my second and third place trophies from when I was a young. trophies, yeah. And then you have the door to Derek Bukaki's car where he, he, he ruined that guy's season at Waterford. Um, you have a Brad Kozlowski door and then all the decorations that you uh, you love. Uh, yeah, yeah, the die cast cars, which yeah on display proudly will, will certainly get you laid i'm sure <laughs> yeah it you know we tried to make it comfortable for everyone you know so we, we put a, a bit of a woman's touch in there i feel uh they, they seem to love the die cast they seem to love the three tvs uh between, they don't hate the trophies between the die cast cars and i'm also staring at your is that your bedroom this is the computer room oh the computer room has uh i already mentioned but floral print uh shades yes so that's uh you guys know what you're doing <laughs> yeah no for sure like uh honestly like i don't i don't think we need anybody to come in and help decorate because i think we have it covered quite honestly it, you can't see it to my left too there's like a bunch of signed hockey pictures and uh a nice molson ice tin uh sign that is also hockey nailed pictures. up yeah, oh, bitches yeah. love hockey. If if I know anything about women, I think we, we the really the, the thing for women that's that's here nowadays is the Trulies. So yeah, drinking those coronavirus or not. Yeah, to, for for whatever it's worth, uh, the the whole uh, housing situation kind of was thrown in uh, upon us. Uh, so we, we have yet to really uh, kind of redo a lot. Of well, really, it wasn't thrown upon you. It was because you guys were being irresponsible and not being you know contained no i meant i meant like why i have floral fucking prints on the windows still oh yeah you what get it i be what's your <laughs> what's what's irresponsible about french kissing strangers yeah i mean really asking for a friend yeah it's 2021 now the coronavirus i i well <clears throat> i mean i guess i didn't leave the coronavirus in 2020 but it was very convenient that we went to 50 racetracks in seven different states traveled more than we ever have and i got the coronavirus on uh, new year's eve uh well actually i didn't get the coronavirus on new year's eve i tested positive on new year's eve which is conveniently the last day that my work was giving out coronavirus pay so now i don't get paid for my whole entire time and we miss our trip to Dylan this coming week and uh yeah basically like a movie everything's fine i literally haven't had a symptom since wednesday so i think i'm probably cleared which is why i'm getting boozed up for the fourth night in a row but uh yeah I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, the, the cool part with the working situation, too, is I, I'm supposed to start my new job on Monday. Uh, so it was fun to give them a, a nice little jingle this, this, this afternoon. Be like, hey, so uh, can't come in. Day one. Hope you're not mad. So that was a, <laughs> that was a good time. Uh, so, yeah. So are you going in now that you're not going to <clears throat> South Carolina? Uh, we, we've pushed our uh, South Carolina trip, South Carolina slash North Carolina trip off a couple weeks. Yeah, but did you push off your start date for work? Uh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna start at home, uh, doing online trainings. Oh, yeah. 
you got finag- to train all the time, don't you? <laughs> I finagled that out of my ass for sure. That seems like that's going to cut into my iRacing time, which just really bummed me out. But it is what it is. I can use your laptop, I guess. That's true. I will I will clean it off with uh, <laughs> disinfectant and stuff. Yeah, just don't like shit on it or anything, and I guess we're fine. You get tested on Monday, so that'll be the moment of truth. Yeah. And then we can record Zoom calls sitting next to one another and coughing on each other. Yeah, it is what it is. Back to the good old days. Yeah. By the so, way, I couldn't help but think, like, uh, Charlie, you, you seem to have a big issue with Christmas, and that bothered me. <laughs> Why is that? You know what? It's not even that it, that it bothers me. Like, I understand a lot of people don't like Christmas holidays for whatever reason. That's fine. But if you don't like a holiday that everyone enjoys, then you're doing it wrong. And, and this should be a lesson that you already know. Like, if you don't like a holiday, if something is not cool about a holiday, you start a tradition. You start doing something fun on that day. Okay, so what are your recommendations for me? What, what is it that I have to do? What am I doing wrong? I don't know. Take a road trip somewhere. <clears throat> I feel like I did all right. I, I put the tree up. I got Bradley a T-shirt. We had a time. It wasn't the most Christmassy Christmas of all Christmases, but I feel like we made it work. Yeah, it was very festive. He put a tree up like Christmas Eve, uh, really got in the holiday spirit, started the Christmas music significantly too early, in my opinion, on Christmas Day. It was but like 11. I think, he, I think he enjoyed Christmas this year. I think he actually did it. I think he did it right. I mean, he... All right. He, so you can some, embrace it now. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know about that. I, I, think I made it work for... See, I... I'm very much, or I try not to be the person where if I don't like or don't want to do something or don't care for a certain situation, I try not to make it everyone else's problem. I know that I do sometimes, but that being said, uh, Bradley and uh, uh, others like Christmas, so I wasn't going to make it their problem that I don't. Well, this is a tradition now. You two can spend Christmas together and do whatever you did, play play candy cane hook or something like that, candy cane toss. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get I'll get Bradley his annual fucking Golden Girls T-shirt, and you know, it's, we'll it's the coronavirus together. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, you guys didn't pick up on what I was talking about with the candy cane toss, but whatever. Should, should I? What is that? Yeah, elaborate. Like imagination, don't you? <laughs> but but we have a crowd listening to us. That's the thing. Oh. Like that stops you. <laughs> well, you make a good point. Yeah. Thank you. So, is there any big news in the uh, the Connecticut world of auto racing since you are our uh, Connecticut correspondent to the Black Flag Podcast? Any, any big news? Any big rumblings that we should be aware of? Yeah, Bruce Beamer, the owner of the New England New London Waterford Speed Bowl, got stabbed multiple times. Like, like knifey, stabby, stab. Yeah, with a knife. Oh, not a candy cane. No, not, not a sharp <laughs> candy cane. No. So is there, is there more to that, or is that it? Um, the the stabber, which is his lover, uh, <clears throat> has has a trial date coming up for attempted murder. Did you say his lover? Yes. Yeah, he's a gay man. <laughs> okay, that wasn't the answer I was expecting, but all right. Yeah. So that's um, a strange way not that there's it. anything wrong with that. No, no, that's fine. We we welcome all uh, all parties to the show here. No, uh, it's just a very strange way to show affection. Yeah, I, I just I don't understand. Did right. he did he like I don't know shit in bed or something or what happened? 
Excuse me? Did he not do the dishes? What happened? I don't understand. No, I'm not sure. Uh, oh. But I'm sure you've heard a little history of the New London Waterford Speed Bowl in there. Well, I think I think being our Connecticut correspondent, you could uh, probably just brush up some of the people on their uh, Connecticut racetrack history and what's going on in the world there. No, no thanks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Everyone has internet. Yeah, that's true. All right. Where so is he dead? Yeah. No, he's not. Oh, all right. That's good. No, he's healing. Uh, so he's not dead. All right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Sean messaged me on Thursday and said, sir, what are my friends doing this weekend? And that was about 20 minutes after I scheduled the test for the coronavirus thing. And uh, basically said, I had a fever yesterday and now I'm getting COVID tested. So I basically think I fucked my weekend plans up before I made any. And he said, well, that means you fucked my weekend plans up too. Thanks a lot. So now we're hanging out, Sean. Um, I mean, sorry for fucking your plans up, but we're going to, we're going to make up for it next weekend because I can legally go back outside into the general public on Friday. And I think that we're going to get a big group to go to Foxwoods and then I can't give anyone the coronavirus and I can't get it again. So basically I'm probably just going to like allow people to cough and sneeze all over me. Cool. So, so right now you're barely legal. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe maybe I can kill scene again in a in a go-kart helicopter around. Yeah. Ring in ring on the first time you see me do helicopters. No, no, penis and other ways. <laughs> ring it in twenty twenty one, the first weekend with COVID, ring in the second with a neck injury. It seems like a good good way to start the year. Yeah, they call that necrophilia, I think. I I don't think they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm like almost positive it's not. Yeah. Sounds right. <laughs> Feel, feels right, but right. I, I just, I don't know. Right. Yeah, you get it. Seems right. So, so did you do any, so it is the, uh, officially the 2nd of January. We're recording a day early because uh, things are fucked, like Bradley said. So what'd you do for New Year's? Did you do anything cool? Did you jerk off? What'd you do? Yeah, I did a little Django, and that's about it. Scene and I were going to FaceTime each other and, and play Soldier Boy together and crank that and kiss me through the phone and stuff, but yes. we didn't quite get there. I think I fell asleep early because COVID and exhaustion and stuff. It, it is what it is. No, no, I, I understand. I had a good Christmas. Christmas was cool with the family and everything, and I always do like a, a fireworks display of some sort for, for my niece and nephew and whatnot. Did you get anything cool? Yeah, yeah. Got some good ones right up in New Hampshire there. Yeah. Right at the border. Did you cause a scene in the neighborhood? Yeah, yeah. A lot of cheers, though. That's good. Like a good scene. Like a, like a scene foster, almost. Hey, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I did there? Very good. I like that. I thought so. I yeah. I'm so glad that you're one of the only people that actually answer my drunken FaceTimes because that's the second party that I've been at where I've been like, you know, what's a really good idea, Charlie and or Bobby, we should FaceTime scene foster. And you always answer. You're welcome. Very nice of you. Yeah. You're, 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 you're doing us a solid right now too, for filling in for, uh, for this zoom call here as well. For who? I said, you're doing us a solid here by, by doing this zoom call for us oh yeah why you didn't have anybody in line or anything like that oh no we did but when um you have 
relatively important people that were supposed to come to your house and you're like, oh, by the way, we're uh, contagious. Uh, it doesn't usually work out all that well. So, uh, so here we are. So thank you for uh, being option number two. Thank you. I always <laughs> enjoy number two. You guys um, were mentioning Loudon in your last episode. I didn't know that you guys did a lot of growing up at Loudon. Both of you? Yes, very much so. Yeah. I assume you probably went very often. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. So I know the last time that we were uh, together, I brought up Danny Cates, who was like my longtime pal. We used to race go-karts together. And ever since we knew each other, since we were like 10. But so Danny's dad and my dad, they both got along really good. They were both, you know, they're both like blue collar guys. My dad owned a electrical business. Uh, Danny's dad, Doug, he owned a concrete business. So they got along really good. And so we would go to Loudon and we were young because I remember they used to have like, uh, did you guys ever go when they had the Winston concerts like Winston this is back in the Winston days so out in like the parking lots and stuff where all the campers were they had this entire area which I think it's right at the, the entry of X lot is where they had it and so they had this giant almost like an outdoor festival with a stage and everything like that well Danny and I we'd go hang out all weekend Danny's dad and my dad they they would take us to, to Loudon every year and camp and we went to, uh, we would go to this festival concert, which had awesome music, big sea of people, a lot of drunks. But I remembered we would be in the concert place. And, and my dad loves telling the story of, of the first time that we went because we were in like the sea of people, but seeing how me and Danny were so young, like we didn't, we weren't fully developed. So we weren't like tall. We we're like you know, titty height to, to everybody. And there's drunks spilling beer all over us. So we can't see anything. We can only like hear the music. But I remember, uh, so my dad loves telling the story because at cer a certain point, we must've been doing like the tug on dad's sleeve type thing. Like, Hey, is there anything else to do around here? And so here's my dad and Doug. They're both like looking at each other, like, Oh, geez, freaking kids are ruining our fun. So they brainstormed for a minute and then they noticed that there was some picnic tables like over here somewhere. And so they took me and Danny and just picked us up and plopped us on the picnic table so we could see everything. And holy shit, <laughs> topless girls everywhere. Let's go. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, and at any point in time, you could look in one direction. Like me and Danny are, are just ecstatic about this. And we're like nudging each other like, hey, over here, over here. And meanwhile, he's like, no, no, over here. How, how old would you say you are right now? I would say 12. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I mean, it was before we were tall enough to, to be able to see much of anything. Um, and so every year we just got more and more into it after that because um, we started realizing how important beads are. Uh, so one year we acquired a bunch of beads and we also realized quickly how fast you run out of beads when you're throwing these beads. So here we are, we're like we're evil kids. We're, we're definitely didn't grow up to be, you know, the, the nicest ones. So we would, uh, we would kind of stand on the backgrounds of, of where everyone was standing and, and kind of create our own little circle of pals. And so since we didn't want to waste all our beads so quick, we started just breaking them and tying them in knots 
And then Danny and I, we always like, we would always kind of argue with each other who was like a better baseball player because we always played baseball as kids and who was like the better pitcher. So we would basically start like putting bets as to who could like, we were just going for headshots on any girl that would stand up on, on somebody's shoulders. So that was, um, that was the exciting parts of Loudon. We would always steal banners too. Uh, that was always a fun thing because Winston always sponsored it. So they would always, it, it seemed like every year they would have like two or three new slogans they would put on their banners. And so every year it was always like a challenge. Like, you know, Danny and I were, were like, all right, we got to get this banner, that banner. And uh, I remember we would just, we would run around all of Loudon with like dykes and just cut down any banner that we would like. I remember we, one year we were so adamant about just getting as many banners as we could that we just started taking them and throwing them in, in our camper. So <laughs> we would throw all of them in our camper and then we'd run out. All right, let's go get some more. You know, we wanted to get every single marketing, uh, you know, every single business we could, you know, the Miller light, the skulls, the Winston's, all of them. And I remember Danny and I, we would always set up our PlayStation and TV outside, you know, the whole day. And our dads came back while we were sitting there playing PlayStation and Danny's father opens up the camper door and there's just banners like falling out from inside. <laughs> what the fuck did you guys do? <laughs> we just couldn't stop but laughing. That was a lot of fun. One year they had Terry Labonte, like a life-size cutout. Um, gotta and, have it. Gotta yeah, have and it. for some reason... I don't know if it was, a, I think it was a Quaker state promotional thing. He was holding up like a Quaker state bottle and they were giving these out for free. And by that night, you know, let's say Thursday, they were giving them out by Thursday. I mean, people are doing the most cruel things you could ever imagine to these, to these cardboard cutouts with, you know, penises and blow up dolls and, and all kinds of good stuff. They, people would cut the arms cause he's holding up a, a, a Quaker state and they would cut the arms and like, you know, maneuver it so that it's down near his, his privates and everything. We had a lot of fun with that stuff, but yeah. So Loudon, my point is that it's very close to my heart also. Uh, so you're going to, you're going to be part of the BFP bangers. Absolutely. Cool beans. So uh, other than Loudon, what else are we looking forward to here? Like of things that you're actually going to do. What do you know that you're going to do that you're, you're looking forward to? Uh, well, I mentioned all of those events. A lot of them, I think, are going to get put off till 2022. Like I said, Chili Bowl. I don't feel like going to Chili Bowl with a, you know, not get the full experience. So right. I'll wait for that one. Um, the other thing, this meeting has been upgraded by the host and now includes unlimited minutes. Oh, good job, guys. Thanks. I didn't do anything at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll just X that out. So did I mention you guys about my motorcycle road trips? I think in private. Yes, but not on the show. All right. Yeah. Tell people about this. This, this, this is actually something wild. So uh, again, someone from you're from Connecticut, right? Basically. See, so you're from Connecticut. You're a very Thompson Stafford esque person. Mm -hmm. uh, but this, this motorcycle business that you're telling us about, uh, this, this was actually at the camper. I think you were telling Rusty and I about it. I don't know if Brad was even part of the conversation. Um, you take this motorcycle and you take it all over the place, right? Then this started at a racetrack. Is that the conversation? Well, yeah. So 
my group of close pals who were all racers, uh, my friend like Danny Cates, Sullivan brothers, Tim and Brian Sullivan, those, it started out as like sitting around a campfire drinking beers um, and we all raced. So at the time, since we were all racing, it's like, all right, guys, we bust our ass. Like, you know how it is from whatever, March until October, you're nonstop just working on race cars. So we all kind of said, all right, you know what we ought to do is like once October hits, once like the last race of the year hits, we should all get together and do a trip of some sort. So it's like, yeah, that's a great idea. So everyone starts brainstorming and somebody says, uh, I think we should do a road trip. Now everybody's excited. Like that's the greatest idea ever, you know? So we start throwing more ideas out, like renting a bus, that type of thing. And then somebody says, how about motorcycle road trip? And everyone's, again, this is the greatest idea we've ever heard. But, you know, only a couple seconds later, somebody from the group is like, does anyone here have a motorcycle? And I was like, no, no. Like, nobody from the entire group of, let's say, 10 people had a motorcycle. So a little more brainstorming. And we said, all right, here's the deal. We put a cap on it. You're only allowed to spend $500 on a motorcycle. And the crowd goes wild. This is like the greatest idea ever <laughs> invented. So fast forward, I start looking diligently for a bike. I find a 1980 Suzuki GS1000, $450. It needs a battery. I clean the carburetors up. It runs like new. I'm in good shape. So I get the bike and I see all my pals like a week later. And I was like, you know, I got my phone with the pictures on. I'm like, guys, check this out. And they're looking at it. They're like, what's that? I was like, it's for the road trip. Like, how are you guys looking? Did you find anything yet? And they all look at it and look at each other and like, you were serious about that? <laughs> so I'm like, yes, I was serious about it. So fast forward, I think I had the bike for like a year. And I keep telling them, I'm like, guys, look for a bike because I'm going. And then finally, you know, I told them a date. I was like, October, whatever. It's like, I'm leaving. So if you guys are going, you better, you better get your shit together. And the date came and I took a trip by myself. So I basically do these trips in, in legs and in segments, um, but I leave the bike different places throughout the country. So I don't have to worry about traveling all the way back home type of thing. So the first trip, I have like a bunch of rules. So like, uh, got to do racing related, you know, whether it's visit a short track, that type of thing. Um, you know, it's always, there's always got to be an event, usually non-racing also. Um, so scheduling, it can be kind of tough because usually this is October that I do these trips. Uh, got to sleep on the bike one night. Um, I don't know, there ain't too many more, but it's pretty much like open schedule for the most part. So the first year I went, I did like a big loop from Connecticut, big loop inland, went to like Lernerville Speedway. Uh, Bradley, you went there, right? Yeah. Nice place. Very. Very. Um, which was, the, it was a great time. I went there and I remembered I ended up uh, telling the right person my story and I got to sit in the VIP booth the whole night right, with the trophy girl and everything. It was, it was beautiful. And then um, I, so the loop inland, like it was Nashville. I went to Nashville. I ended up at Myrtle beach and I have an aunt and uncle that live there. So I got to keep the bike there for free uh, for the following year. So the following year it was Myrtle beach to Key West. 
Um, and then I left the bike in Daytona. And then the third year, my friend Max joined me because he was very jealous that, that I was doing this trip and he wasn't part of it. So one of my friends, Max, joined me from coast to coast. We went from Daytona to San Diego, California. And uh, then last, it was a year and a half ago now because it was in October. So we skipped out this past year. But last uh, leg was the whole West Coast, the entire coast, um, Pacific Coast. So we went from uh, San Diego to Seattle. And the bike is in Seattle now. I had two of my friends, my friends, uh, Danny Cates and my friend Mikey joined me in the West Coast trip. So I haven't so you, been alone for all of them. So you said the bike is in Seattle right now? Correct. So what's the, what's the next trip planned uh, from Seattle? Next one was going to be a big one. It was supposed to be, I changed it up and I was going to do uh, in May. Uh, it was supposed to be, um, so Seattle. I was going to go through like Yellowstone and end up going to Vegas. Uh, Vegas, there is, you guys ever go to an EDM concert festival? Yes. Worth your time. Oh, yes. Very much so. That was the, the West Coast trip. I did that. I went to this uh, escape circus, which is in San Bernardino, California. And, um, you know, I always said I want, always wanted to go to one of those. You know, they just say the energy is like that great. It's awesome. Um, it was cool. As I was walking in, obviously, like I said, I'm all alone. And as I'm walking in, I don't know, I, start, I met friends like immediately. And um, so they asking me questions. They're like, wait, is this your first time like going to do an EDM show? I was like, yeah, yeah, I've never been to a rave before. And they're like, oh my God, you have to hang out with us. This is so much fun. And so I started telling them the motorcycle story and all that. So, you know, you always hear about like the drug scene also. So we get into the concert. And this group of pals that I'm with now, they're, uh, one of them asked me like, hey, so, so do you roll? I was like, fuck yeah, rock and roll every day, man. And <laughs> I, I don't know what they're talking about. So he just puts out his hand and he's got like a pill in his hand. And I was like, oh, gotcha. Yeah, no, I don't do that. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's how I learned what rolling means. But anyway, this trip, Seattle, Yellowstone, Vegas for, uh, it's like the granddaddy of EDM concerts. It's uh, EDC. It's at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. It's, it looks massive from the pictures. So it was going to be that. Um, I was going to go to a, uh, so I'd go through Colorado. I was hoping to do some like skiing. I always like the idea of skiing with like a sweatshirt on type of thing. So skiing, uh, go to a Milwaukee Brewers game because I hear that's the best place to watch a ball game. And then I was going to end it. Schedule timeline from EDC. One week later is Memorial Day. So it was going to be Indy 500. Oof. All right. In there. So the Roni virus um, put a damper on all that, obviously. So Was the plan to leave the bike in Indianapolis or were you going to end up just coming back from there after the Indy 500? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, because on the way back through, you go right through Pittsburgh, and I would argue that I've never been to Milwaukee, but Pittsburgh is also one of the top places to watch a ball game. Um, don't go in with any expectations that the home team's going to win because they are maybe the worst franchise in all of sports. But, hey, I mean, good place. Nice little, nice view. Look it up on Google if you haven't before. If you're not a baseball fan, it's worth your time. Just You're saying a Pirates game? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, it's worth your time, but they're they're god awful. I mean, the the best part about it is that the ticket to the game is like maybe nine dollars, uh, okay. but the view is just worth it. If you don't even have to watch the game, just I don't know, watch someone else, some other baseball game on your phone or something, and just see the city in the background. What's that stadium called? PNC Park. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember on the road trip, I ended up going through Pittsburgh, and I took um, like a little scenic route through. There's like an old Pittsburgh, like a like a it's like an area that's like cobblestone roads and like really cool old buildings and stuff. That was really neat. I was hoping to stay for longer, but you know, got shit to do, man. Yeah. It's a nice, it's a nice city. I mean, it's very, it's very laid back. It's like they, throughout the week, it's very, very busy and populated and stuff. But on the weekends, honestly, when I lived there, it was wild to me that I could just drive down the most popular roads and like, you wouldn't even see a car. Like, You'd, you'd see, you know, a car every mile almost. And it was just very easy to navigate around because it's just everyone's there for work during the week. And then it's not very like, it's not a big tourist destination, I guess, unless the Steelers are playing or the Penguins are playing. So, but gotcha. yeah, it's worth your time. Pass, pass back through after Indianapolis for the 500. I want to go to the 500. So if you end up going like next year or whatever, make sure you let us know. I'll, I'll probably fly. I, I don't know if I'll, maybe I'll ride like a pedal bike or something. I don't know about a motorcycle, but yeah. Why? Um, I don't, I have, I've just never done it. I had never done it before I went on my trip either. Okay. That's fine. Wait, no, how about this? How about this? Bradley will buy a $500 motorcycle. I'll get mine out of the garage and then we'll motorcycle to Indy and we'll meet you in the middle. Look at that. Fixed. What if I just put a water bottle in my bicycle pedal and then I'll just see you guys there in, in about four years? <laughs> yeah. You might, you might want to leave now. Uh, like right now yeah like it kind of sounds like brad's being a pussy i i mean that's on brad i don't i don't want to say about that i guess but as i as i swig my truly lemonade yeah (laughs) yeah you should uh you should get a so my friends danny and mikey they rented motorcycles it's kind of neat they allow you there's like i think it's called eagle rentals they rented a motorcycle um to join me on the trip so they didn't have to buy a motorcycle so you guys could always buy you know a plane ticket to seattle and then rent a motorcycle depending on depending on if and when we do this if we're going to seattle we could see a cracking game in their inaugural season oh yes that's right i thought you said crackhead (laughs) i mean also yeah like maybe i don't know i've never been I don't know where they are in Seattle, but yeah, that would be kind of neat. It'd be cool to go to a Seattle Kraken game, maybe maybe yeah. set it up so that the, the Penguins or the Bruins are playing. We'll have a time. Yeah, let's set it up around your schedule. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, this doesn't really have anything to do with you, Sean. Like, I okay. that. That's the thing with, like, Charlie. So, like, if we're going in May or whatever, the Kraken, you're, you have very – No, I, I said at the end of the year, like October. He was – planning on going in may so that he could go to that festival thing and do the why would we yeah i I said if it happened at that time that's all i was saying holy shit it's not going to well there's no need to yell at me that's not yelling this would be yelling see that's what i'm getting at there's no need for that (laughs) what's in that cup pal oh that's jaeger red bull oh yeah i never grew out of that like that was since college days and um, yeah, I, that's is that, is that your go-to? No, I mix it up a lot. I go from like uh, Budweisers to 
Jaeger Red Bulls. Uh, I, I like margaritas. I'll do a homemade margarita. Really good ones too. I'll do a, I'll, I'll shake it up with, with uh, jalapeno peppers in it too. Yeah. It's uh, something, it's, it's something is what it is. It'd be a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Red Bull sounds pretty fucking good, but very, you know, as of late, I've been on the truly berry pack, uh, the variety pack, uh, and then NyQuil also another good one and uh, truly lemonade. Yeah. Those are, those are my three, those are the ones in rotation as we speak, which is good because uh, we were gifted shot glasses with our faces on them and they've been very handy with the NyQuil. Um, and I only really need the NyQuil because I get drunk and stay up until 5 a.m. because I have no responsibilities until literally the Monday after this coming Monday. So, like, yeah, I mean, send it, I guess. I'm going to party until ne- next Sunday, I guess. Like, this is Good just for you. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it's that's, that's why I'm not going to live till 90, but it is what it is. Enjoy your young years, sir. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> so what's the first event that you know that you're going to this year though? Like are we going to Bowman Gray? When when's as far that? as like well obviously the first event I'll go to is like Thompson World Series or, or Stafford. Um actually maybe before that I'll go to Bowman Gray because I think Bowman Gray season starts and ends early because they do the football thing. So I think they start in like maybe early april i just looked it up i think it's april 17th is their first weekend which is kind of inconvenient because uh the american canadian tour announced that they're going to hickory and they are going to hickory on the uh second and third they have twin 125 lap races and i was like oh how cool would it be if bowman gray happened to race maybe go to hickory one night and then bowman gray the next but no, Bowman Gray starts April 17th with the Hayes Jewelers 200, 200 lap modified race, which seems like it's also worth our time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to be a tough decision because I'm definitely going to go. I've never been to Hickory, never been to Bowman. Well, never seen a race at Bowman Gray. But uh, yeah, it's going to be tough because like that would be a, uh, that's not even a week. That's two weeks. Fuck. All right. Never mind. Never mind. I mean, maybe if we're rich and famous by April, we'll, we'll get flights just for the weekends. But I mean, who knows, really? I mean, I might not even be alive tomorrow, so. Yeah, that'd be a loss. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell that you're already mourning just by the thought of it. Mm-hmm. I don't, <laughs> I don't mean to ruin your next weekend's plans, too. Yeah, don't even bother. So what are you busy, what are you busy with tomorrow that makes it so that we have to record this podcast tonight? Tomorrow is, um, you guys have met Nicole LaRose. Yeah, I kind of just wanted you to touch on that because I kind of figured that's what you're doing. All right. Well, let me touch on it. Uh, so you want me to explain it to your your awesome viewers or not? Yes. Yes. Because I don't even know what you're talking about. We have one of the calendars actually down here in the compound that I'll go grab and show All it right. to people that can also watch this because this is an audio program. All right. Very good. So Bradley's not here right now. <laughs> talk all kinds of trash about him. Just, just talk shit real quick behind his back. Yeah, actually, he's it's too he's too much of an easy target. So, well, so yeah. I, I, anyway, <laughs> I was literally four feet to the right. Like we weren't even socially distancing. I could hear everything you were saying. Um, so this is what he's talking about, Charles. Anyway. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. So 
Yeah, Nicole is a, uh, a, a, a lovely, gifted individual, excellent person. She's a uh, huge racing fan, and she does all kinds of stuff. Like, she's always behind the scenes, whether it's, you know, she's an official, um, not, a, not an official, but a media person, kind of, for Stafford. She works directly for Stafford. Um, I think she's done a lot of, um, I don't know, odd jobs at the other local tracks. Uh, she's involved with the Tri-Track series. So she's, she's one, of the, uh, one of the excellent young people that's involved in our sport that we want around in our sport. So a few years ago, she came up with this um, very great idea of creating, so she's into photography. And so she took a bunch of photos of different racers, race cars, stuff like that, and created a calendar, came up with the idea to sell these calendars. And every person that would purchase a calendar, you would give the name of a racer uh, to put into a raffle slash hat. And basically the proceeds of the calendar sales would go into a pot and it would be a sponsorship for uh, Nicole LaRose photography, I guess would be her business considered. Um, so the first year it was, if I remember it was $5,000. Now what I don't remember is I remember one year she came up with a surprise and I don't know if it was the original year, but one year she came up with a surprise that she had made more money than expected with the calendar sales. And I think the second place prize was 2,500. And I think that that's continued, um, throughout. So, um, so yeah, it's a really neat thing. She does like a Facebook live event where everybody can, you know, view, uh, Oh, so nobody's going to be able to view it. So it's really useless that I promote it through the, this stupid show, which is airing Monday. Right. 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 We can air it tonight actually, if you would like. Yeah, we could do that. Well, that would be a good idea probably. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a uh, seven o'clock on Nicole LaRose's uh, Facebook page. Uh, I think she has a Facebook, uh, like her like her fan page, I think you would call it. Um, but yeah, so it's a cool thing. It's a raffle. She, she, she does it at her household where there's a bunch of her family and friends around and, um, you know, socially distancing. And it's, it's a wonderful thing. It's, it's an excellent thing that she does. That's cool. We definitely need more people and stuff like that i think uh just to even promote promote what we love doing so much on the weekends so uh you got you love to see that for sure yeah you got that right yeah you so, sure got that right. uh so uh that being said when we first met you or, or we were introduced to you as short track racer that's i didn't know your name that's just what we were told you were um so we, we've touched on that before the, the last time you were on the show so are we ever going to see a resurrection of that because these videos, they're, they're pretty fucking funny. Like, they're, they're worth your time. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I plan on having an erection on that um, this year, actually. <laughs> an erection. Yep. Nice. So, I'm, the thing is, I'm in a toss-up. Um, I haven't raced really much in the last couple of years. Uh, just financially is the reason. So, I've slowly crawled my way out of debt. And so, I'm going to go racing this year. What I'm going to do yet, I'm not really sure. I have I have two modifieds right now. Um, one of them's kind of more set up for SK racing, and another one I'm getting set up to do like tri-track series type races. 
I don't have like a tour type motor, so I don't know if I'll be competitive or not, but I have like an old, it's an old pro stock motor that, that my brother used to, he used to have a pro stock. And so they sold the car, but kept the motor. Um, so it's going to be a pretty powerful engine, but it's not going to be anything like a tour type engine, but I'm hoping at some of the small tracks like a Seekonk, I might be somewhat competitive. I don't know. Might go there get my dick stomped in and decide not to do that anymore. I'm not sure. Well, that's just fair. I didn't realize you still had a couple cars uh, just hanging around ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have a, an SK car that just financially didn't have enough to get it on the track, didn't have enough to kind of do the updates on it. So, um, yeah, so, but I haven't been up doing much of the shop for those reasons, because I can't go to the shop if I don't have money to buy parts and whatnot. So one of those things, if you can't do it right, don't do it at all. That's right. Yeah, so. I respect that. I get that. So that'd be exciting for us. I think I, I don't. I want to see Seen Foster wheel a fucking race car. Yeah, yeah. I would like to see that as well. Well, well, you would be doing it, so that I think you would just inherently see it. So that's right. <laughs> so what I'm hearing. So what I'm hearing is it sounds like you're not <laughs> you're not going to uh, speed weeks. That is is that a confirm now? Because I think when I got drunk and and. We were running our face uh, to you on FaceTime a couple weeks ago. We were trying to get you to come hang out at Speed Weeks. Is that not Well, technically, we were trying to get him to hang out that night, but uh, he was too much of a pussy to drive two hours. Yeah, at, at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like 11, actually. Yeah. Um, no, it's not official. Um, so last year, I went solely because Ryan Priest had, had asked me to do like a, the video. Uh, did you guys see the, the Ryan Priest video of Daytona? Yeah. So it was kind of, you know, he, he does, as we all know, he does like a lot of racing, keeping with his roots with the modifieds and stuff. Last year he ran uh, two or three nights at New Smyrna Speedway uh, leading up to the Daytona 500. So we got to uh, do a bunch of footage and, and had a great time. A lot of fun. Um, got some cool in-car footage. He didn't do that good at New Smyrna, or he didn't do good. He, he finished like fourth or something like that, which is that would be uh, heroic of me, but very lackluster <laughs> for him, seeing how he's a NASCAR guy. But either way, we had like tons of fun. Got a tons of great footage, and and the video was was I don't know. I, I enjoyed making it and watching it after I made it, so that satisfied me. So, uh, if Ryan Priest ends up reaching out to me again to do the video series again, because he is racing uh, New Smyrna again this year, he told me possibly the entire week this year. Uh, so, we'll see. It's all in Ryan Priest's hands. So, all the so, so it's up to Ryan Priest if Short Track Racer makes it. Well, it's, it's up to everyone to reach out to Ryan Priest and, and request. Well, I'm sure Ryan Priest listens to this, so yeah, he'll, he'll yeah. hear it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think we can make that happen. Last year, um, I think my favorite part of the video was, uh, so you might have seen, there was some footage of the infield of Daytona. There was a bunch of wheelbarrow races going on. I probably shouldn't tell this story, but I will. Um, so we're sitting there and somebody took the time supposedly to 
paint and ladder up a bunch of wheelbarrows and do like, you know, the, the graphics of a bunch of NASCAR cars. There was like numbers on the side of them and, and the sponsors and everything. It was kind of neat. So here's like a bunch of drunk people late at night. And, you know, this is the only, this was the crowd where the crowd was um, just watching everybody do wheelbarrow race. So there's like four or five people lined up, one person sitting in the wheelbarrow and then there's a pusher, obviously. And they had a cone set up, I don't, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 feet away, something like that. So the idea was to go around the cone and then come back to the start finish line. So we're watching this and I'm pretty tuned up at this point and watching it, Ryan's there and he says, Hey, let's, let's do the wheelbarrow race. And I said, no, that, that's a bad idea. Me being very responsible. And he's like, why? I was like, cause, cause I'm, I'm, I'm kind of competitive and I will not take a loss. On and he's <laughs> like, come on, it'll be fine. I was like, I really think it's a bad idea. He says, no, come on, this will be fine. So sure enough, he wants me to push him. He's sitting in the wheelbarrow. And um, so we get the green flag and the collision happens like a big collision, um, which is in the video. You'll see it's, it's a, uh, it's violent, I should say. <laughs> I end up basically rolling over him, like the, like the handles and me basically like fold him up at the waist. Like he ends up at landing on his ass and folding. I felt folded him like a book, basically at the waist. And I remember being very nervous at this point, like, holy shit, I just hurt Ryan Priest who has to race the Daytona 500, you know, tomorrow. And this is a bad deal. And to my thank Christ, he sprouted right up quick. And I was like, holy shit, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, let's go. We got to finish. So I was like, all right. I, I didn't think he would even care to finish, but whatever. He jumps back in. And luckily me and him had the exact same idea at this point, which is to wreck the guy who at least we thought wrecked us so we end up going straight for that guy as he was going in his turnaround around the cone and ruined his day too so yeah very uh that that like i said i probably shouldn't have said that but <laughs> i think i think he'll be fine I'm i sure. think he'll be fine i'm sure i'm sure all three of your listeners aren't going to say anything three yeah it's uh, us three on the zoom call right? yeah like it's usually just the two of us and now you're here so i guess that is three so yeah I'm sure you have a lot. No. <laughs> Maybe as of late, but yeah, not usually. They'll see they'll see scene Foster and they'll be like, "Oh, I don't even know who that is." That's false. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a well-known and well-respected man in this small community of racing. I know our shows. Our shows with Connecticut people do very well. Very, very well. Like like better than even a couple of the shows we've done in the last like handful which i would think would be very high up there no that the ones with connecticut folk do a little bit better no i like hearing that that's uh, i'm standing a little taller now <laughs> like like right like this or yeah yeah kind of <laughs> like that yeah i'm not gonna stand up that's for sure <laughs> might flip the table over if you do mm, mm. <laughs> the best thing about a zoom call is you don't need pants on no <laughs> So you guys are going to Speed Weeks for the whole shenanigan. Yeah, it's like 12 days, isn't it, Bradley? 
Yeah, so we have quite the – after I beat COVID, hopefully, um, we – now that our Dylan trip got canceled, we are now going the 21st through the 25th, I believe, to North Carolina. Yes. And the only thing that races around that time is Millbridge. So we'll be going to watch Millbridge. Uh, that'll be the first race of the year that we will watch. And then we're going 10 days later after we return home. We are flying <laughs> to Orlando. Uh, our housing situation hasn't quite been figured out yet but we are going to be at speed weeks for the entire deal. And uh, yeah, I mean, for, I, I think Saturday or Sunday is going to be Volusia. I would have to assume that Friday night. I think I already looked it up. The uh, Tampa Bay lightning play the Detroit red wings in Tampa. Um, so we might go catch a hockey game if that's allowed. Um, Florida's kind of wild. So, I mean, if you can have strippers titties in your face, I feel like you could probably watch a hockey game, but that's, you know, it is what it is. So uh yeah, I think we're going to do that if we can. Volusia, Saturday and or Sunday. And then got to be at New Smyrna for the ARCA race on Monday. And then probably the rest of the week, I would have to assume, and then head over to Daytona later in the week. I don't know what we'll go catch. I'm sure I, I, like it would be cool to catch as much Daytona as we can. But then again, I don't know. I haven't, I've looked at the schedules a lot of times, but – if I can get to Volusia one day, I think that'll scratch the itch. Um, one thing about Volusia that I realized is that um, Lernerville is much cooler. So that it is what it is. It yeah. is what it is. Have you? So uh, other than the, did you, when you went down, did you do like the whole experience, or did you just hang out with Ryan and do the the modified deal in the five hundred, or did you get to do anything else, like kind of on the outskirts? Like what? I don't know, like hang out like in Daytona, do other stuff, go to other racetracks, or just go to New Smyrna. Yeah, uh, no, we didn't do Volusia, but I've been to Volusia a bunch. I've done the Speed Week thing a bunch yeah. of times. So, yeah, I've I've toured around and whatnot. Um, and every year, it, you see, <clears throat> oh, this is this is something that I probably shouldn't say to to disgruntle people, but it really sucks when you're when you have like a job to do. Oh yeah. Um, like if you're a crew member, I gotta be honest, it's, it's awful. It's the worst time ever. You have to get to the track extremely early. Um, and you're usually there till extremely late to the point where there's like no restaurants open. So everybody who goes to New Smyrna and does like the whole crew thing, they know what it's like to, at the end of the night, like, all right, well, what's open. I think there is one place that stays open. It used to be uh pub 44 but that closed and now there's another place uh that i think everyone goes to which i believe is uh in like one of the marinas of new smyrna a cool place also but um yeah it's tricky and so it kind of sucks and you know you think you're going down there for a vacation and kind of not so i try uh anytime that i go down now i try to make sure that i give myself ample time to do other things last year uh beyond the ryan priest thing uh danny kate's father was turning 60 and he lives in homosassa florida and we took a trip uh so i flew with all my pals and we kind of there was like a group of 12 of us i think that surprised him for his birthday and so it the timing worked out perfect where i could go from tampa to um to Daytona, I got a rental car while everyone else flew home after like a nice three day party weekend. And uh, I got to continue it on and have like an entire week out of it. Had a really good time 
with that with that party. So <clears throat> this Homo Sassa is near Tampa, and um, it's kind of weird. Like I guess we go there. I think of Florida is just that's where everyone goes to party and vacation, right? Well, I guess there's like certain towns and areas and communities that's not really like that. They don't really care for for a bunch of young kids showing up and whooping it up and and you know disturbing the peace, I guess. And um, so <clears throat> I have this. I don't know. There's there's part of my brain. There's like the immature part of my brain that's still there where I can't like pass by one of those, you know, the signs with the, with the removable letters, you know, that yeah, type of yeah. thing. <clears throat> so we would go to this bar every time and I couldn't walk past it without rearranging letters <laughs> and, and just doing every, like all kinds of dirty phrases and stuff. And this was the same bar that we went to three nights in a row. And by the third night they were ready for us to catch us red handed. And to my surprise, they were extremely upset. <laughs> to your surprise. Yeah. And yeah. I remember like getting, getting yelled at, like me and a couple pals are getting yelled at by the owners. And we're like, yeah, well, it's okay. We'll just, you know, we'll, we'll put it up. We'll let's just, let's take a picture and then we'll take it down. And they were, they were very unhappy about it. You know, it's just, it's like, all right. I, you know, and they had to, they ended up being okay with us when once they, realized like i guess our side of the story which is yeah we, we thought this was just florida you know where it's disneyland and party <laughs> just yeah. wait the whole state isn't like this yeah yeah so what, what are some of the phrases you were putting up um i think uh one of them was was uh there's there like a band in town i remember it said like welcome you know whatever band and I think I, I made it so it said, welcome, Big Dick Sean from Connecticut. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if I can do the other ones, but that was that Big was my Dick idea. Sean. Yeah. Please welcome Big Dick Sean from Connecticut. This <laughs> you mean this isn't Miami? Episode 97 of the Black Flag Podcast. Please welcome Big Dick Sean from Connecticut. <laughs> All right. That's a good one. I'll get some clicks. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Oh, fuck. See, the, the thing that you said earlier about going down and, like, having to work for Speed Weeks, that's – that. I, I obviously have never been I, – I don't work. Um, I mean, I the post office, but not for the next week or uh, doing anything in the racing world, really, uh, other than helping Charlie for a time or two. But – Charlie's never been to speed weeks where he didn't have to work. So that's why this speed week is going to be neat for me where I went down to speed weeks uh, last year, I guess 2019. So two years ago, whatever. And um, when we went down, we drove, I think we left Tuesday. We drove to North Carolina because I've, I've always been fascinated with not living in the snow. Um, So my buddy Josh and I, we drove to, um, we drove right to, well, we actually, we drove to basically Bowman Gray, looked at the vicinity, then ended up just making our way around um, Greensboro and down through to like the Petty Museum, the RCR Museum, all that shit. Went to Charlotte, whatever. Um, stayed the night in South Carolina, made our way to Daytona. Got to Daytona on Wednesday, I believe, and had nothing to do. We were camping on the infield. We drove my dad's Dodge Dart, uh, had the thing packed to the brim, and we drove – 
basically, oh, so we were obviously in the infield, drove underneath the racetrack, into the racetrack, never saw any sort of racing going on. And then the first thing that we, basically the next morning, we were woken up at like 7 a.m. to the driving experience cars buzzing around the racetrack, which was like a cool experience in and of itself because it was the first thing that we saw on the racetrack and it was like our wake-up call. Um, but it was cool just to get to there and then have literally nothing to do. Like there's nothing really planned out. It was like, where do you want to go today? Do you want to go to Volusia? Do you want to go to New Smyrna? Do you want to just hang out? Do you want to go, you know, to the titty bar? Do you want to do whatever? So it's going to be cool this year where Charlie, we have nothing nothing really planned. Other than if we go to the, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning game, that's going to have to probably be the first night, I would assume, because it makes sense. It's closer. But the only thing that I'm really like pretty keen on going to is Monday – to New Smyrna to watch the ARCA race um, and then Friday for the modified race and then doing the double on Saturday for the Xfinity race and then the 100 lap super late model race that those are the three things that I really care about obviously we're going to the Daytona 500 uh, we've said that numerous times but the thing with me is like I, I don't the thing that everything that's going on at Daytona is cool but like if we could make it work I'm all in um, but those three events that I just mentioned are like what I'm or those three days at least is what I'm there for. And then everything else, I'm just going to be like, Charlie, since you've never done this where you don't have to crew pick what you want to do and let's just go fucking do it. Because I mean, there's, there's significant days at new Smyrna and, and Volusia and stuff. And there's insignificant, not insignificant days, but you get it. It's right. Better. Right. Well, just the, yeah. just the fact that we're going to be down there for like 12 days, there's, so much shit that we're going to be able to do just you know on on the, the off days and stuff like that that i never had before so i'm looking forward to just kind of just i i'm i'm a real big advocate for um ex- like if there is an experience just do it like even as minuscule to the point where like when we went to riverhead and we went on the, the ferry where i wanted to sleep i was like i i, I just i have to just per- peruse around just because i've never done the ferry before like and it's, it's not a big deal but um, you know, stuff like that. I'm just a real big advocate for if there's <clears throat> island listeners right now or, or just like, what a bunch of hermit crab weirdos. Well, like, no, it's not even that. It's just like the, how many people other than in our weird little niche group of friends and pals and people that listen to the show and stuff like that. How many people have can say that, yo, Hey, I had to get on a boat to go to a racetrack. You know, it's just it's stuff like that and i i find that stuff fucking really cool so um things that piss me off are the the people that go like we're from maine so we're going to florida last thing i want to do is eat at like a chain restaurant i want to eat at the one-of-a-kind restaurant that it's only there i'm never going to have it anywhere else that's the type of shit that i like to do mm. um so i'm really pumped to go down there and just find all of those new experiences and stuff like that that I, I can't do up here. That's that's 99% of the reason of traveling, which is, you know, if, if, if you're going down there, do the things that are to do down there, if that makes sense. It's very pleasing to me to hear that you guys, um, it's, it's almost like you guys already have what advice I would give anybody to go if they're going to Florida. Like, don't, yeah, short track racing is the coolest thing in the world to me. You know, go to Volusia, go to New Smyrna, especially the, the more important nights, but you're in Florida. Like, I don't know, spend spend a couple of days in Disney. Do something cool like that. You mentioned the Tampa Bay game. That's super cool. Um, I always wanted to do, so like my motorcycle trip, I, I rode to Key West 
and you get to drive like ride over a bunch of bridges, you know, where it's open water, you know, there's like the seven mile bridge to get to Key West and like go to one of the keys. I always thought that would be cool. Like prior or leading up to speed weeks to do that and visit Disney for a couple of days. But um, yeah, so you guys, you guys have the right idea. You know, I always, I always make sure that if I go on one of these trips, like go golfing, you know, spend a day and go golfing or something like that. And don't, don't just completely burn out with, with the racing stuff. Well, it's freezing effing cold down there at night. Yeah, for real though. Like when when we went down for uh, the derby, like I I didn't feel like I had left home at all. Right. The first like three days that we were there. So, uh, yeah, no, I th- I think that a lot of times too, when you go down to a trip, specific, we'll say for a racing trip such as this, because this is a racing podcast, and, and we're talking about a, a trip that we're doing here pretty soon, but. Uh, talking specifically going down for speed weeks, like you said, if you just do like Volusia or East Bay, Volusia, you know, Bubba, Daytona, New Smyrna, whatever, blah, 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 you get, you burn yourself out. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, we're, de- we're there for racing. We love race cars. We love short track racing, even though we're so bad for it. But it's just that you can't do the same thing constantly or else you're even you're you know us fanatics are going to get burned out on it too so i'm, I'm all about the experience of i was just uh, doing i was just thinking randomly i remembered upon our road trip discussions uh, the first time that you actually grew up at a racetrack i visited i visited ventura speedway yep and you grew up there uh i was i was born in mission viejo california uh so i actually my, the first two, two or three years of my life, I was, I was in California. Uh, and one of the, the, I don't really remember it all that much. Cause I was so little, we moved to Maine when I was like two or three, like I said, but, um, allegedly, according to both of my parents, the first racetrack I ever went to was Ventura Speedway. And, um, on my Facebook somewhere and actually on the, the helmet that I got painted up this year for a throwback to my dad, uh, he was racing a legend car at Ventura Speedway, and I'm a little tiny baby with my hands on the fence just watching him go by. So, Oh, uh, I think I heard you mention that. And yeah, that's that's one of my uh, first alleged racing experiences that I've been told was Ventura Speedway, which apparently if you miss like turn two or whatever, you land in the Pacific Ocean. Does that sound right? Yeah, uh, there's walls now. There, maybe there wasn't back then. Ah, <laughs> right, yeah. But yeah, it's it's very scenic because on the left, you, you kind of have like a mountainous view of, of the California mountains. And then to the right, yeah, is in turn one area is the ocean. So, you know, palm trees and everything. It's one of the cooler places to go to. When you go there, it's like along the boardwalk, kind of. It's a, We don't call it a boardwalk. It's not like there's shops and everything all over, but it's a very large sidewalk that's kind of boardwalk set up ish. And then there's a racetrack this day and age that's baffling because racetracks in, in prime real estate areas, you don't come across that, but I guess it's on a fairground and I don't know, they, they must enjoy it enough and maybe it helps pay the bills of that piece of land where they don't do the fair all the time. It's just a seasonal fair, but um, super cool. It's really neat to see something like that, which also reminds me probably my favorite thing. This is totally out of whack. I don't know why it reminds me why. Yeah. Why? Um, anyway, my favorite moments, I think on this motorcycle road trip, um, like I was traveling with my friends, Danny and Mikey, Danny Cates. I, I have a weird sense of humor. <laughs> 
<laughs> probably the, the funniest, driest sense of humor I've ever seen. Yes. Yep. And I'm sure a lot of people won't imagine this and find it funny. But when I'm riding my motorcycle and I ride alongside of one of my best pals and we're going down the highway at, you know, we'll say 75 miles an hour and his ball sack is hanging out of his pants. <laughs> probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I actually have video of it too. Actually, well, we can't post this on like, do they allow nudity on Patreon? Uh, don't know if you don't try. I'm pretty sure that's like the whole point of Patreon. It's just, it's like a, yeah. another OnlyFans. Yeah, that's true. Do you want me to send it to you guys and you guys could have like premiere content? Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, show the, we'll show the ball sack video to our pals on Patreon. Well, it's actually not just the ball sack. It's the fact that I had like a, a camera on my helmet and traveling down the highway, I was able to reach over and sack tap him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Oh. All right. One thousand percent. So for those that, that are listening, and if you haven't already, head on over to the Patreon app. Uh, <laughs> go look up Black Flag Podcast. Become a Black Flag Podcast Patreon premium pal or whatever it is. Uh, exclusive content with uh, sack taps from Sean Foster to his pals on the motorcycle. Yep. Merchandise gets announced and all sorts of other things, too. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have to put that up for sure. All right. I won't do it right now, but remind me at the yes. end of this combo, and I will send it to you guys. While, while we're on that, we did have quite a bit of uh, action on the Patreon this week. We had Chad Wills, uh, Amy Harrop, we had Farron Dayette, uh, our pal Any Racing 207 over there on Twitter. Um, this person has their email, uh, William Sweat, I assume, and Tyler Cox. Those were the one, two, three, four, five, six, six people that, that uh, followed us on Patreon and uh, – I'm sure that that uh, the comments. So we last week we kind of teased the fact that we ranked our favorite humans, um, and privately we were talking that maybe if we were to say that yeah we ranked our top fifty female listeners um, or female people in general, not listeners, that maybe people would go over there and subscribe, and maybe it didn't work. Um, but also we've never had like six people in a week subscribe. So sorry for teasing you. Uh, <laughs> Yes, Cox, Tyler Cox. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've we've actually so since this quarantine deal started, um, we've been very very high on the Discord. And uh, last night and the night before, and maybe the night before, we've been discording with said Tyler Cox. Um, last night was a bit aggressive. Last night was actually a lot of fun. So for me, we only have one eye racing rig. Um, Char- what does Discording mean? Um, Discord's like Zoom, but for nerds. My apologies. Continue. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) something. It's like a, it's kind of like more of a social media type of Zoom where like you can always be logged in and then you can like join different groups of people that are also interacting and stuff. So, like, last week. Isn't isn't there a, uh, another social media type thing where it's like Zoom, but you can just, it'll patch you onto a totally random person? Yeah. Omegle. Okay. That (laughs) sounds hilarious. Speaking of of Tyler Cox. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, yeah. uh, maybe we won't go there. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Where this is going. Cool. So yeah. The last two nights we've been in, in, uh, discord and we, and so Charlie's obviously on the iRacing rig. 
well, we just got a webcam a couple nights ago because I figured if I'm going to stay home and, and do nothing for a full week, I'm not, not going to be with my pals on Discord acting like I'm socializing without, you know, if I, maybe I'll cough through the webcam, give someone the cronies, but it's fine. Um, last night was fun because we had a whole group of people, um, starting with Tyler Cox was, it was in there. We had Jake Johnson, Jake the Jet, the winner of the Snowflake 100. We had Max Cookson. We had Riley Lanfear, and we were all playing. We had a little tur- tournament going with Pong, and and we it was getting very aggressive. And unfortunately, Charlie, being the android of the group, was not able to partake. Um, so it was tough. It was oh, tough to see. We were all video chatting too, so we're all just having a good time, just you know, freaking out, getting a little little worked up over the fact that like, I mean, I was I was a little I was until I got drunk, I was pretty bad at it. But once I got drunk, I was sinking them. I, I sunk. I sunk six in a row on Cookson last night, and he got awfully upset. But, I mean, he's still playing me in archery today, and he's awfully good at that. So, I guess, you know, it's a, it's a win-lose for me. But if I can just beat him in one of the games, it's fine. Um, so, back to just racing stuff. I just want to say that the trip to Riverhead that, that Charlie's talked about numerous times where I wanted to sleep. Yeah, we, we went to – it was aggressive. I, I think I got maybe an hour of sleep, and, and sleeping would have been cool for sure. But I'm glad that he dragged me up onto the boat because, like he said, that was an experience in and of itself. Never boated to a racetrack before. But also, like, 2020 was interesting in the fact that, for me at least, and I I think Charlie as well, we never were – not that we weren't big modified guys, but we we didn't travel as much to go watch modifieds. Whereas this year – like, I always – I love modifieds, but it was like I would see them at Loudoun. And I would see them maybe one other time throughout the year where this year I, I saw them, I think seven, like what did they race nine times? I think I saw them seven times or something like that. Well, this year when they went to white mountain, it was like an event. It was almost like Loudon, like part two, like junior, especially when they raced what the, I think they raced what Saturday at Loudon. I mean, at white mountain. And then Sunday, like the cup cars were at Loudon. It was that weekend. Yes. It was like a, that was a fun little deal, even though like uh, you can't beat modifieds at Loudon but modified to white mountain was cool. And just to wrap the whole like kind of year up where we became big modified guys with going on a boat to Riverhead to watch that last race of the year was really, that was something in and of itself. It didn't, although it didn't wrap up our year because we ended up, you know, being bougie and flying to Florida for the snowball 100 or 1 million or whatever snowflake 100. I'm, I'm still wrapped up in Jake, the jet Johnson, but um it was that was just such a cool event of it in and of itself and i'm glad that charlie dragged me to it but um yeah i mean what a, what a year 2020 was and i'm glad that uh i ended it with the coronavirus that's just that's fitting very fitting <laughs> good yeah. job buddy always listen to charlie and his advice i'm sure <clears throat> well I, I wouldn't go that aggressive but yeah did you just hear him clear his throat because i tested positive and i haven't cleared my throat this whole zoom call so i think he probably also has it he just you can't you that's the thing is you can't test positive if you don't get tested it's something that we you need to reiterate yeah that's honestly for the safety for the safety of numbers and and the entire population just don't get tested because you can't be positive if you don't get tested hmm. i think that's how that works right like i don't i don't mean to be I don't know, Johnny, Johnny bad news over here, but I'm starting to think that the coronavirus, uh, well, so I, I wasn't really big on how the, like the coronavirus isn't like that big of a deal. Um, now I think it's even less of a deal because I tested positive and I swear to God, the only symptom I've had this whole day is I still kind of need to sneeze. And I, I stood up and I looked at, I looked at the light 
like fucking Zach Bagans and fucking Ghost Adventures or whatever, and I couldn't sneeze. That's a that's a reference that's gonna get lost on probably everyone, but that's fine. It is what it is. And I just I, it's bugging the shit out of me. Like I feel maybe I I don't know if I sound a little nasally, but like I've had hangovers. Like so the, basically, sometime last weekend, I was exposed. Um. On, oh wow! Please explain. Yeah. So I I. I basically had my pants down and people saw. Oh my God, this is so hot. (laughs) Maybe, maybe since we're face up on that FaceTime call, that was when I was exposing everyone and you, you just didn't. Yeah. um, You couldn't see like right now. But uh, so on Tuesday night, like I do every single week ever, I went out and got hammered uh, with all my buddies. And so Wednesday, I woke up severely hungover, like bad headache, typical hangover feeling. And I'm like, shit, like that, I feel awful. So hangover though, I literally had, I had four. So I had two Trulies before we went out. I had four pitchers of Coors Light. And then I had two Trulies when I got back home. Hangover, makes sense. Went to work, felt fine, felt fine the whole entire day. Came home, was like, I'm exhausted because I decided to play iRacing until 1.30 in the morning instead of going to sleep when I have to be up for work at like five thirty six, uh, took a nap, woke up, had a fever of 101.9. And now typically, so like I have like the symptoms that I have right now, I've literally had for probably four months. Like I just have allergy symptoms like all the time. Like it's just a thing. So I never think anything of it. Like if I just had these symptoms, I would never have gotten tested ever. But when I had a fever of 101 point, like almost 102, basically, like I'm about to actually catch on fire, like I'm in the fucking Fantastic Four or whatever, I was like, I guess I just schedule a test. So I texted my boss and I'm like, hey, I have a fever. I don't know what that means, but I don't typically have a fever. So I'm going to go get tested. Went and got tested. They said positive. And what, it was funny because like I went to a place over by Cabela's, uh, like convenient md or something it's basically in skyrope people that's lost on you and everyone else but it's basically just like a walk-in clinic so i walked in i'm like can i get a rapid test yep fine they test me whatever uh and then the doctor like the lady's like the doctor's gonna come in and, and like give you your information and and you know the next steps next things you need, need to do whatever he literally like i waited a half an hour for the results he opens the door leans in hands me a sack of papers goes your test was positive. Turns around and leaves. Thanks, pal. Appreciate that. Like, what? I, I don't know what I was expecting, but a little bit maybe maybe more of that. Like, oh, you know, get some rest, stay hydrated. I'm sorry, sir. Yeah. yeah. You're looking for sympathy is what you're looking for. Take some Advil. <laughs> yeah, at least like an over-the-pants hand job or something to get me on my way. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, if you find a doctor that does that, then uh, I'm going to get rony virus uh on purpose and i mean i could give you the rony virus if you really want with over the pants hand job yeah <laughs> yeah because <laughs> my arms aren't six feet long pal <laughs> no, no well, is anything else well maybe it, this could almost be like a dutch rudder where if you held hands with oh no with charles <laughs> and then he like it was almost like remember people used to dance and they would do like a wave from one end of their arm to the other. Well, it's like you could do that and then it would go through Charlie and then Charlie would be uh, grasping onto me. And so that's almost like a Dutch router where it's, it's you who's, who's giving the HJ, but in reality, 
mean, we all know Charlie's the one who's doing the tugging. Yeah. <laughs> what is I'm that supposed to mean when in reality? I'm all in on that. You're the one making skin-to-skin contact, but the person who's starting the wave is, is Brad, so he's doing the... Yes, yes, he's, we're all doing the motion. Very good. <laughs> um, so, if yeah. this was a video program. Yeah, that was good. That was good for us, anyway. Yeah. Nice, nice inside joke. We just created a new, some sort of a move. It's a variation of the Dutch rudder, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> is that what, is, am I right with Dutch rudder? I, I honestly couldn't tell you. I've never partaken in the act. I think Dutch rudder is, I think it's when um, one person's hand is on um, a, a private part, a member. Yes, if you will. If you will. <laughs> And what you do is you move that person's hand. That, um, that so, seems like a lot of work. Why wouldn't you just use your own hand at that point? Because, because it's a Dutch rudder. It's, it's, you know what? I'm looking it up right now. I don't, <laughs> you guys keep talking. I'm curious to see what your search history is like if you're looking at Dutch rudder on, yeah. on a podcast. You don't want to know. <laughs> Actually, yeah, just lay it out all out for us. Just read whatever. Yeah, what's your top three fucking searches? For your most, most three recent searches. <laughs> All right. So a Dutch rudder is having someone complete the act of masturbation by pulling up and down on the forearm while the male holds his own penis. Okay. I was a little backwards. So <laughs> <laughs> you're holding your own. So you hold your own dick and somebody yeah. moves your hand on your dick. Right, right. So that That's way just, there's no is, skin to skin contact. Am I paralyzed or something? Like, why would I need that? Uh, I think it's so that the other person, um, you know, let's say they're homophobe or something and they don't want to actually perform the act. So I feel like if that's your true feeling though, you're not going to put yourself in the situation where there's just a bare penis in the, in the, in the room anyway. Yeah. Chuck, you, you I, see I, don't, what I'm I don't really know. I've, <laughs> I just work here. I, I've never, I've never really, I've, Honestly, I've never seen one that I thought looked cool. Mine, I think, looks really neat. When, like you, when you're talking about Dutch rudders or just penises? No, penises in general. Like is, it penis or, is it penises or peni? It could be peni. I don't know. Um, now it's your turn to look something. <laughs> oh, it's my turn now? Yeah. But right. I've never seen one that, that really intrigued me or anything. Mine, I mean, for, for those that... it that, looks really neat. Mine's... For, I like it a lot. <laughs> um, but I've never seen one that's like, yeah, that one's cool, just like mine. So, like, so, like, if you were to, if you were to have like a, a, a peni store, and, and you were looking for one for yourself, like, if say you're a Ken doll and you had to pick a, a penis for yourself, is yours the one that you would pick? Yeah, every time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So you, you've never just seen another one and been like, hey, I wish that was mine. No, no. I've, I've I've seen I've seen them before too, and it's. You would you wouldn't take one with like red pubes or anything? No, just no, absolutely not. That's disgusting. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I, I so uh, penis is uh, it's a noun. If you're curious. Uh, the plural form is uh, peens, p-e-n-e-s, or or penises. Uh, P-N-I is not an option. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it's peens, p-e-n-e-s. The That's Black Flag Podcast is also educational. <laughs> Yeah, you've never been more welcome, listeners. This is great. Yeah, no, yeah, peens. 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 Peens, peens. peens. I thought, peen. I, I thought peen eye was pretty funny, but peens takes the fucking cake, though. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, it no, it ices the cake. Oh wait, uh-huh. right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very good. Very good. After a Dutch rudder or what? I hope not. I don't really. I don't know. That just seems. It just seems like an awkward, an awkward act. Like well, you, if you're gonna, if you're gonna jerk me off, just jerk me off. Well, no, maybe it's to work into it. Like if you're really nervous. Like if you're. <laughs> I feel like if you're nervous, then you're not gonna have the penis in the in the conversation to begin with. Like it's just not gonna be there. That's true. But and yeah. and if and if you're nervous and awkward about it, the the only thing to make it more awkward to be like, hey, you should grab that, and then I'll move your hand up and down. Like, what are we in fourth grade? What is what's going on here? Hey, I can think of a lot of a lot of weird predicaments that I've tried to approach females with. Like, hey, well, what if we did this? Then, oh, what's like, what's get one off the top of your head right now? <laughs> hey, is, are we? Is the time up or no? No, no, no. We have all night. <laughs> I think we should probably stop the show now. No, I, I think no. We got time, right, Brett? No, yeah, yeah. We can't end the show with you talking about how confident you no, are. No, I think uh, I think Brett's oh, th- getting sick. All right, <laughs> <laughs> you still have more left in that cup, so we we're not done. Yeah. No, it's empty. See, <laughs> <laughs> as he takes another haul off. <laughs> Let's go on. I mean, but it's but it's mixed with Red Bull, so like you you have all night. Yeah, so now you're awake. Yeah, I can see your wings. And tomorrow, wait, what is today? I don't even know. So today's my, Saturday. Tomorrow's Sunday. Internet. You don't have to work tomorrow anyway. Probably. No, my internet connections. You're. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I, 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 I don't know. I don't think. We no, can. you're fine on our end. It, it looks good. Looks good to me. Yeah. Oh. God, I wish I've never met anyone as confident in their own peen as as, as scene. Yeah, no, scene loves his peen for sure. <laughs> I uh, think it's a good scene. Yeah, no, does your peen cause scenes? Because that's yeah. a whole other separate issue. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not. You're not flattering any women. We don't have any women listeners. No, God, no. But we're uh, never flat. I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> you have a flap? No, it's never flat. Oh, I thought you said you had a flap. No, Brad said something about it being flat, flat uh, or something. Yeah. Wait, flat earth? Is that a whole nother thing? Who has a flap? What's a flap? Like a <laughs> piss flap. Oh, females have that, right? Yeah, I don't know. I've never seen one. Wait, are you uncircumcised? No, I'm, I'm mine snipped. <laughs> Pal, you got a hot pocket? <laughs> no, I don't have a hot <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he'd be that confident in it if he was. I don't, if he had one. I don't I think, know. I feel like I feel like it's a party trick. Yeah, not to judge people who have that. I mean, there's not. No, there's no, it's fine if you if you do. It's just I hope you clean it. That's all. <laughs> for your sake or theirs? Well, I mean, not for mine. I'm just in general, oh. generally speaking, you know, health and wellness. Yeah, genitally speaking, I agree. Here, here at the the COVID compound. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We have our own cleaning practices. We hope you do too. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're actually hosting a COVID party if anybody wants to come. Yeah. Scene. Yeah, buddy. Scene, do you want COVID? I don't know. I'm, it, I'm it, actually, doesn't, it doesn't seem to be all that bad. No, I, I'm not sure if I ever had it or not. I've had instances where I figured maybe I have. After I came back from the Daytona 500, I did have a fever. But COVID wasn't a big deal at that time or wasn't a nationwide 
news or whatever. Uh, so yeah. I didn't anything about it. So I'm guessing I had it. I don't know. I thought that I had it, but then I guess I didn't because now I do. Maybe you got it twice. Well, yeah. Could be just that lucky. Yeah. That, well, that, is, that is either Bradley or I's luck for sure, getting it twice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean the, there was two completely – so literally, like, this is going to get lost on everyone else, but as of, la- like, middle of last week, I got these emergency packets, and I started taking all my vitamins and everything, and I take CBD every morning, and I'm like, there are two, like, worst-case scenarios for me to catch the coronies, and that is either before our North Carolina trip or before our Daytona trip. So I was taking emergency packets. I was taking my vitamin D supplement. I was taking my multivitamin. I was taking CBD every single morning. And then I was like, I cannot catch COVID before North Carolina or Daytona. And um, surprise, I did. And now we can't go to Dillon and we can't go hang out with all of our friends for another couple of weeks. So um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's, it's not the luck that you're looking for, but we can't all be lucky, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've been taking so much emergency that you've turned into emergency man. Yes. Yes. Wait, yeah. You so, but semen? Me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. With like an S. Yeah. <clears throat> but at least I get to next week, I get to not go to North Carolina, but I get to go, I get to see you in Connecticut at uh, Foxwoods. Oh, that's so cute. Yes. I'm excited. My quarantine ends on Friday, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go hang out and party with all my friends on Saturday. So yeah, I can't wait to flip Sean again. What else are you guys planning on doing? For uh, you know, are you guys staying overnight at the Fox? I believe so. Either either we're gonna stay overnight there, or there's a hotel. I guess uh, B. Wilkes said there's a hotel about a mile away that's like I don't know, hundred and fifty dollars cheaper per night. And like when I don't get paid for this whole week, I might have to take a gander at that. Oh, I thought um, I thought you got free stay. No, that was no, the one time affair. We're not that famous. Yeah, just that one time. Oh, yeah. Is it weird that I've never had peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? Really? Your faces say yes. Neither have I. Who said that? I've never had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in my entire life. Oh, yeah. I feel so much better now. Do you have a reason? I, I or like you guys were talking about that. Yes. Do you have a what? What even brought that up? First of all, uh, I don't know. We were complaining about how we were poor and we how much and how you don't like peanut butter. That's like one of your top three things. Even though you like Harry Dick, but you don't like yeah. You like you. You will accept it in your mouth. Is what no, you well. Said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's three things that you won't eat. It's tomatoes, peanut butter, and hairy pussy, but the other ones are all up in the air. Um, (laughs) But something about the whole peanut butter and jelly thing and how you associate that with being poor because when you didn't have money in your bank account for lunch, you were given a a peanut butter and jelly. Well, I I was very much like, like I I grew up very poor. Yeah. And peanut butter and jelly was like a, like, love it. Like I've had, I've had probably... I don't know, at least a thousand peanut butter and jellies in my entire life. Like I almost, every, every variation of it? Like do you have a particular jelly and like a, a procedure? Oh, yeah, or? yeah. I go I go strawberry jelly. And honestly, I've been on a big skippy peanut butter, like the, the honey the one with honey in it. 
like I've been on a big one of those kicks for well, yeah, yeah. I mean now now I'm rich, so I can afford that. I don't have to just go store bra store brand uh, uh, peanut butter or whatever. I like skipping. Hi, I'm Sean. Oh what? <clears throat> Excuse me. I said hi, Rich. I'm Sean. <laughs> 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 yeah uh and i i've always gone i've i mean i white bread's not good for anyone right I, i've always gone wheat just to try to be healthy you know no bread's good but wheat bread is a little bit better i mean white bread is is i don't know i like a whole grain yeah I like i'll eat i'll eat whatever kind of bread i'm gonna take the crust off it probably but i'll, I'll strawberry jelly every time and then the, the skippy peanut butter honey deal yeah good yeah I, I used I used to do just jelly sandwiches. Is that true? Or are you lying? Nope, that's a thing. Swear to God. You see, I grew up um, like you guys talk about your poor your poor days of growing up, and I I wasn't that way. Um, but in more recent time, like uh, when I was trying to do short track racer as a full time gig, um, I became extremely poor, and I tried for my first time a peanut butter sandwich, not because I wanted to, but didn't have any options at that point. Yep. Um, so that's the closest I ever got to peanut butter and jelly. But I couldn't, I don't know, I, I couldn't work myself to be like, hey, I'll put some, well, it's probably because I didn't have any in the house. No, it's not because of that. It's because I, I don't know, that's, a, that's tough. That's tough for me to say, you know what this needs is some jelly. Couldn't afford it? Is that what it was? No, no I, I probably could have gotten away with, with some jelly, but... Um, I the one thing I will say is I don't I don't peanut butter I don't do I don't peanut butter often, uh, or or really ever. Uh, but I I will very intermittently and occasionally I will do a pe- peanut butter fluff. See, I've never done that either. It, that I'll I'll do a I'll do a fluff and butter for sure. I will do. That's like wicked. Like once every two years, I'll do. Here's something that's healthy and uh, filling. Ritz cracker, peanut butter. Um, cheddar cheese, apple, a wonderful combination of flavors. Okay, big question right here. You ever had a lunchable? No. Okay, never mind. You've literally never had a lunchable? No, but all my friends did, and the ones who uh, like, I had a friend who was allergic to peanut butter or peanuts, I should say, and I would always be happy when he would have the the peanut butter cup in the thing. It was. You've literally never had a lunchable. I don't. I don't believe that. Uh, not to myself. I, may, I don't remember if I ever did like try it from a friend or something. I, no, I never did. Well, remember, I didn't grow up poor. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, not I was going to say, there's there's a particular order in which you make your, your, your snack. Oh, right and, right. and for me, it was always cracker, cheese, meat. Yeah. No, I was very fortunate. I didn't grow up uh, poor, so I, I didn't have to try peanut butter and jellies and Lunchables. Is Lunchables even a poor person's meal? or, or no? I think they're actually kind of expensive. Honestly. No, no uh, they're like two ninety eight at Walmart. That's a pretty cheap meal. That's a pretty I, cheap meal. I, I couldn't tell you the last time I bought Well, I mean, hot lunch. What was hot lunch? It's $3? I don't know. At school? Something like that. Maybe a little bit more. <laughs> I, again, I was a kid that was offered the peanut butter and jelly, so I couldn't tell you, honestly. <laughs> I miss hot lunches. See, uh, high school, when I went to high school, I think after uh, freshman year, my high school went through a, uh, a re- rebuild or, or whatever. They, they redid it. 
And uh, we didn't get to have cafeteria and, and hot meals for the last two and a half years, I think it was. Um, Just everybody had to bring a lunch every day? Yeah, well, they had some, like, they had sandwiches and salads shipped in, I think. That yeah. were probably awful. Yeah, Ex- extremely traumatic. Very traumatic. <laughs> I've never been the same since. Yeah. See, like, I, what was cool for me is that I, I never could get school lunch for my whole entire childhood through high school, freshman year, sophomore year. And then I started working myself and I just started buying my own lunches because I wanted to fit in. And um, the like school offered chicken like wraps. It was, you could get a wrap basically. And I would always just get a chicken like bacon ranch with like a little bit of lettuce and, and just get that as a wrap every day. And they were just so like thick and filling. I felt so rich. I felt like I was like on top of the world. Yeah. Everyone else had one too. And I was like, oh, all right. It's really fun when you get those moments as an adult where you realize that you make your own money and you have enough of it to do like the stupid things you always wish you could do as a kid. I think I was like, I don't know, 20, 28 years old. Like it's, it's like, it comes in phases. Certain things will come up in your mind. Like as a kid, I always wanted to buy multiple packets of big league chew and just cram. (laughs) And I think I was 28 years old when I was like, Hey, I can do this if I want. And I did. I went out and bought a bunch of bubblegum packets and just for an entire day, I think. And just <laughs> Oh my fucking god. Oh, that's the most Sean Same with uh, you know what else is Dunkaroos. Oh, so good. I always felt now this sounds really weird, but I always felt bad. Once in a while I would get Dunkaroos in my lunch box. But I didn't want to eat the graham crackers, but I felt like I was wasting if I didn't eat the graham crackers. Once I got a certain age and said, I can do whatever I want, I would just buy a Dunkaroos myself, eat the frosting, and throw the rest of it away. Yeah, so you buy Dunkaroos for the frosting? And that's yeah. It. Love that. Love that. So when I, but when I, basically when I got my own Amazon account, I found out that you can get, they used to have these things in middle school. I never saw them when I was in high school for whatever reason but they had these, these uh, snack mixes. It's Quaker snack mix. It's literally what it says. And it's delicious. And it's like, it's like a yellow bag with like a blue top or what it's, they're so good. And they only had them in middle school. And then I found them on Amazon one day and I bought like a 50 count and I literally just ate those for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner for, and I, that was one, that was the first moment where I'm like, Oh my God, I'm an adult. Um, I can just eat all of what, I mean, I can eat whatever I want, everything that I couldn't afford back then. It's just oatmeal. No, no. So it's, it's snack mix. It's basically like, think of the, the Cheez-Its snack mix. Like to just get the, you get like the pretzel deal and you get like, yeah. there's like a circular thing with like a little bit of cheese on it. And, and oh, yeah. like a, like a, ah, oh, fuck. I don't know. Like some sort of like wheat, like square. I don't know. They're delicious. It's very good. It's cheddar. It's a cheddar snack mix. It's very good. And um, yeah, they're not, they weren't possible. I feel like they disappeared like Dunkaroos, but then I found them on Amazon. So maybe I just stopped caring because I was, you know, maturing. And now I'm back to being immature. So that was that was breakfast, lunch, and dinner for a couple of weeks, at least. Oh, boy. Good for you. Yeah, yeah thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This has been like this. So this turned out pretty, pretty all right. Like it was it was very slow to start. And now I feel like that it's gone very well. <laughs> I didn't know how it was going to go. Honestly, I really didn't. Cool. <laughs> there it is. Oh, oh. So is that like closing comments that you're saying or no? 
I mean, like it. Like I got a piss. So like. So yeah. Oh, Bradley. Well, so was, you're an adult now. You know, you can buy whatever you want. You can piss whenever you want. You don't have to get permission or anything. Should I like just pee on the floor? No, no, yeah. don't don't do that. You can. No, I mean, I prefer you didn't. All right, all right. Harley prefers that you did. <laughs> Is it because you my dick or what? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Has this been episode 97, Bradley? I mean, I, I think so. But like, Scene okay. looks like he's ready to go again, even though he said- I don't know what he's doing. He looks like he's making dinner. So I feel like I feel like we should leave him dinner. Well, I don't know. What is he making? Is that a beverage? What are you doing? Oh, that's Jaeger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so basically dinner. Yeah. Very much dinner. Yeah. Who's who's a ninety-seven other than Joe? Uh, Shad Little, oh, Jesse yeah. Little. Uh, yep. Oh, Joe Bell. He'd be fucking pissed if we didn't say his name. Christ. I don't go. I don't watch go karts, so that's on. Joe you. Bell, the ninety-seven X Black Flag Podcast Wing Champ card. I'm glad. I'm glad you had that one. Scene. Who's another number ninety-seven? Adam Gray. Could be. No, is. Yeah, maybe. No. Is Stafford Motor Speedway late model champion? Uh, I think four time maybe. Uh, who else is ninety seven? Uh, Frank Rocco used to be ninety seven. Talk about a piece of shit on the racetrack, man. <laughs> Sorry. Oof. Big fan, are you? <laughs> we should probably stop the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's been episode 97. Uh, closing comments from C and Foster. That was spectacular. Uh, as always, I'm Charlie Sanborn at C Sanborn III. You are Brad Saucier. What is your What's your social scene? Is it It's Sean Foster 25 or some shit? Yeah, sure. I think so. Yep. You don't know? Yeah, just uh, Sean Foster. Follow Short Track Racer on YouTube for the eventual videos that come out. You know? let's, let's do a Short Track Racer BFP collab. Let's do something. Let's, let's I'm all set. Okay, I appreciate it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, well, we'll go fuck ourselves. All right, well, you fuck each other's <laughs> selves and I'll fuck myself. All right. Race car, race car, here we go, race car.